What's up, guys? We are live. I thought it would be fun to do a live episode of the podcast. I'll wait for a few minutes, see if anybody wants to join me. It is Sunday night, so I'm not expecting too much traffic. And I see that my internet is lagging a little bit. So hopefully, hopefully this is okay. But um, yeah, I did uh, the High Days car show today. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I've been slacking off on the podcast and I should have had this episode recorded on Friday night, but uh, I got a little in, in over my head. So here we are. And we'll kick this thing off in a few seconds here. Um, but yeah, I thought it would be fun to do a live episode of the podcast since uh, it's been a while since I did a live solo episode. Now, later on in the chat, I'll share the link to see if anybody wants to join me. But I, my internet is lagging. For some reason, I'm hooked up um i'm hardwired through ethernet i don't know why it's lagging but we'll deal with it and hopefully it will be a decent episode so we got a few people in the chat what's up guys i will get to you in the comments in one minute so today basically what we're going to do is we're going to do project car of the week high performance parts and we have a listener story and then i'll just bs for a little bit and see what see what happens but um let's uh let's kick this thing let's kick thing uh What's going on here? Okay, I hope you guys got me. Um, I'm getting some serious lag, but we're just going to go ahead and roll with it. So if you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth, and I am your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter, and this is Talking Mopars Live. You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. All right, we're in. Hey, Stacy, what's up, brother? Um, like I said, we're just going to do a regular episode of the podcast. So we will kick this thing off uh, with Project Car of the Week. But first, for the supporters of the show, you can become a supporter of Talking Mopars if you go to the Facebook page and click the Become a Supporter button. It's $4.99 a month, and you get a bunch of fun stuff. Speaking of which, I do want to announce for all the supporters, I know you guys have been waiting for some episodes, so I'm going to be coming out with 10 episodes <clears throat> to catch up with uh, where we're at here. We're seven months in, and the bonus episodes have not come through. And that's my fault. So what we're going to do is I'm going to release 10 episodes. I've been trying to figure out something fun that I really haven't talked about on the podcast that would, um, you know, I like the supporters and I like that platform because it allows me to get a little bit more personable. And I thought it would be fun to basically talk about all my favorite Mopars. And I want to offer something kind of cool. So the 10 episodes are going to be my top 10 favorite Mopars of all time. Now, I thought it would be cool to offer some sort of a prize if anybody can guess what my top 10 Mopars are. And you don't have to put them in order. But if you have any idea, maybe you want to take a guess at what my top 10 Mopars are. And this isn't open for just the supporters either. This is for everybody. So if you can guess what my top 10 favorite Mopars are, there's going to be a special prize. But I'm going to have all those episodes coming out hopefully soon. Um, I'm already working on it. I'm outlining all the episodes and whatnot. But um, uh, it will be coming soon, I promise. So we do have a giveaway each month for the supporters. And this month is no different. 
I've been waiting for this stuff to get shipped. Speaking of which, Matt Ellis, I've got your signs. They're ready to go. I just need to ship them out. Sorry for the delay. So they are on the way this week, and I will be shipping out this month's giveaway, which is right here. Um, I will uh, actually wait to show that. Let's let's do the wheel of names. That's how we choose the winner of the monthly giveaway for the supporters. What's up, Jim? Um, let's get on here real quick. Let me uh, share my screen, and we'll get over to the wheel of names, and we'll give it a spin and see who wins. So let me share my screen here. And the wheel of names is basically like you throw in all these names on this big wheel, you give it a spin. It's completely random. So we'll figure out who wins this month's supporter giveaway. Let's see what we got here. Wheel of names. Here we go. <clears throat> so I will share my screen. And we will spin the wheel. Okay, so as you can see, we have the wheel up. And all the names for all the supporters, all 29, are in here on the wheel. And all we do is give it a spin and see who wins. And we'll give it the spin. And, you know, we'll, we'll see who the lucky winner is for this month's supporter giveaway here we go wheel is spinning round and round and the winner is thelma garcia longtime supporter thelma thank you very much for your support and thelma you just won let me get my screen back over here there we go so let's exit full screen. Okay. So what we have here is something that I saw on Facebook that I thought was really cool. In fact, I got one for myself. It is. I was hoping it was the right order, you know. <laughs> A massive. I don't know if you can see that. There we go. It's a massive direct connection flag. And you know what? I'm feeling kind of generous. So here's what we're going to do. I ordered one for myself. But uh, let's go ahead and give away the other one I ordered. So I have two of those. Um, I'll end up ordering another one for myself. But let's just have some fun today. So let's share the screen again. And uh, we'll give the wheel another spin. All right. So here we go. Spin number two. And the winner of the second direct connection flag is Keenan Garfoot. <laughs> Congratulations, Keenan. Um, Thelma and Keenan, when you get this, when you see this, if you hear this, um, PM me your information, your address, so that I can get these sent out to you. Um, thank you very much for supporting the show and being loyal to the podcast. I really appreciate it. So you guys both won really cool, giant <laughs> direct connection flags. Now I got to order another one for myself, but that's okay. Let's uh, get to the normal stuff here. We'll do Project Car of the Week right now, and I will share my screen for that too. This week's Project Car of the Week, I I shared to the supporter um, group 
or to my supporters. I have the option to share certain links with only the supporters. So the first time I shared this link was only with the supporters, but it's such a cool car. It's such a good price. And I happen to know the guys that are selling it. And um, I decided that it would be a good project car of the week. So let me get the ad posted up here. Share the screen again. And this car, it's... You know, when you talk about Mopar project cars, it's really hard to find them for reasonable prices when they run and drive. You know, you see project, you know, rot boxes that don't run and drive very often for like 20 grand. It's crazy. But I saw this one and I happen to know the guy who's selling it. So let's check it out here. Okay. So what we have here is a 68 Coronet, and it's actually being sold by Classic Car Cowboy. That's Paul, the guy with the one-of-one 70 Superbird that's red. Very cool car. Very controversial in the Mopar world, but it has been um, verified and authenticated by Dave Weiss. So it is a real Superbird, but he's actually selling the 68 Coronet that I thought was really cool. So let's read this ad. 1968 Coronet 440. Fear of the Walking Dead screen used $8,000 in Dallas, Texas. So we have a 1968 Dodge Coronet 440 that was used for the TV show Fear of the Walking Dead season four, which is pretty neat. Additionally, you're looking at a running, driving, stopping B-Body Mopar with a clean title for under 10K, asking $8,000 located in Dallas, Texas. It appears to have a rebuilt engine and transmission, unknown if numbers matching. It's a 318 with a 904 and an 8 and 3 quarter in the rear. In the rear. And uh, apparently, Paul has lots of original documentation, a CERTA card, owner's manual, receipts. It runs, drives, and stops great. And he says, seriously, she drives great. No pulling left or right. Cranks right up. Idles nice. Has tall highway gears. So she's a great turnaround, great run around town type of car. Car has the following rust issues. Trunk, trunk lid, lower quarters. Hood has one hole in it. Grill surround has some pinholes. Floors likely have some light holes, but appear solid. The frame rails are solid. No build sheet, but the fender tag is present. It is an AC car and it appears complete but the blower is inoperable speedometer is inoperable gas gauge is inoperable temp and amp meter appears functional um, all glass is good except for the front windshield which is cracked the interior is a mix of original and recovered seats the headliner and seats are in great shape and red clean texas title in hand perfect car to start your dream build as the major mechanicals are done or rock her as the patina whip she is very cool car let's uh get in on these pictures here Whoops. So the car is originally green and has a great sunburned patina. I love the 68s. I think, you know, 68 B bodies, you know, the Roadrunners, the Coronets, the Super Bs, um, and the Chargers were my favorite year. <laughs> they are just awesome. Um, and I, I love the 69s. I love the 70s. But 68 was like the beginning of the real Mopar muscle cars. And I know that's kind of controversial that I say that, but I think that when 68 came, all the bodies got really, really sexy, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But this is a cool car. It's pretty straight. I mean, if you're looking at this live on screen right now, I mean, it looks like a pretty solid car. For under 10 grand runs and drives, okay, sign me up. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, this would be a great car just to, you know, Joe dirt it up a little bit, you know?
it's run, it's running, it's driving, you know, it's got a little bit of rust, but you know, that's never stopped any of us before, has it? <laughs> but uh, yeah, great, great car to just get in, drive, tool around in and build as you go. Um, if it was me, I probably wouldn't go for a full restoration. I just, like I said, I Joe Dirt this car and just drive it, throw some uh, old school mags on it, call it good. Um, the interior is hideous, but <laughs> yeah, there's the engine fairly complete from what I can see. Um, yeah, that interior is hideous. <laughs> I would uh, definitely take care of that at some point. But uh, oh, there's the picture from uh, Fear the Walking Dead. That's pretty cool. You know, screen used car. This is uh, I think I mentioned on the supporter page or on the supporter post that this would be a great high performance parts car, <laughs> just because um, if you don't know, high performance parts is the segment of the show where I talk about cars, Mopar specifically, obviously, that were on TV or in the movies or in like music videos and things like that. Basically, any Mopar that's on the big screen. So this would qualify. Um, cool car. Great cruiser. You know, it's funny because even in the Mr. Norm tribute truck, now I understand it's got the lettering on it, so it kind of stands out. But there's something about a beater muscle car that people just love. And I think it's the... It's the time we're in, you know, not a lot of people can afford the crazy prices of, you know, the crazy, you know, chargers and stuff out there. So it's nice to see cars like the 68 Coronet, like this one that Paul's selling, um, you know, getting some love. But uh, <laughs> hey, Paul, what's up, buddy? Uh, so that was Project Car of the Week, the 1968 Coronet 440 that was actually featured on fear of the walking dead now i think that the season four now i think it was a promo or something i'm not sure if it was actually in the show i would have to check in on that um i don't really watch the walking dead but uh you know if it was screen used that's that's awesome so it's got a little history you know what i mean so that's that's just another selling point under 10 grand runs and drives come on you know, in this market, beggars really can't be choosy. Let's be honest. I recently did a video on Facebook on uh, the Talking Mopars podcast page where I showed an 85 Shelby Dodge Charger that has been sitting for years. And it's been moved around a little bit. And I talked to the guy. He wants like $1,750 for it. Um, it needs a clutch, but it runs. But it's kind of a rot box. And I, I kind of like it. Um, I think it would be a great, you know, gas gas saving um beater mopar and uh i say that with love <laughs> but i i guess it's one of 200 in that color i'm not sure i haven't verified any of that information i just thought it was cool shared the video and it took off for whatever reason people wanted to see a video about a ratty shelby charger there were some people that were talking smack but it is what it is i think it's a cool car and i'd like to get it for 500 bucks because <laughs> the uh, clutch is very cheap and I have a bunch of spare parts. My dad and I collect front wheel drive turbo Mopars. And that would be one that would be kind of fun to add to the collection because we have a bunch of Daytonas. We have a Shelby CSX and it would be nice to get a charger. And I would also like an Omni GLH or GLHS. That would be really cool. So anyways, that was Project Car of the Week. I just posted it. It's Sunday night. Uh, this episode is going to be released later on tonight. Most people will probably listen to it. Most people will probably listen to it this week. So, um, if you're looking for the link to the ad for the '68 Coronet, you can always go to the Talking Mopars Facebook page and look for about uh, I think it's 8:12 is when I posted it on Sunday night. That's uh, July 18th. That's today. So go check it out. It's a cool car, you know, running and driving. So let's move it on here. 
and uh let's do well uh, let me get this stuff out of the way here these flags are really cool i saw the direct connection flags on uh, facebook on the marketplace and i was like oh i gotta have one of those so now i gotta order another one but that's okay i like to give stuff away it's fun um one thing i do want to mention i am actually going to a really cool mopar event in september it's called muscle cars at the strip at the las vegas motor speedway it's happening the weekend of september 11th i'm going to be there the 10th and the 11th i'm flying in late on the 10th but from what i understand there's going to be some drag racing at night which is going to be really cool so i'll fly in late at like 10 o'clock i'll run over to the track see what kind of footage i can get i'll definitely be going live um when I get in and definitely on Saturday, there's going to be some really cool stuff. Mopar's 5150 is going to be giving away like three project cars to combat veterans, which is awesome. It's a great thing to do on September 11th. You know, always forget. We'll never forget. Um, <laughs> always forget. Always remember. We will never forget, but um, it's going to be really cool. And I think it's awesome that they're giving away project cars, especially to people that have served the country. So that's really awesome. I don't know if you guys follow Mopar's 5150 on Facebook or Instagram, but they had a giveaway during Christmas that was really cool giving away project cars and whatnot. So that was, that was really awesome of them. Um, it's something that I would love to do someday, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a little far away from that, but they're, they're doing the Lord's work, <laughs> uh, giving away Mopar project cars. And I think it's, I think this giveaway is not just Mopars, but I'd have to look a little bit more into it. I think they're giving away like a uh, an AMX or something. I know it's an AMC. I'm pretty sure it's an AMX. Uh, it might be a Javelin, but I'm pretty sure it's an AMX. And then I believe they're also giving away like a B-Body. I think it's a 69 um, GTX, I think. It's definitely a B-Body, but um, super cool. And they're going to be doing that on September 11th. There's going to be drag racing, a swap meet. Um a vendor midway it's going to be really cool lots of lots of racing going down and it's open to not only mopars but chevys and fords and other muscle cars so it'll be fun to see those cars battle it out not only in the show field but on the track so go check it out i'll be there come say hi and i'll be doing live streaming i'll be doing video pictures all that fun stuff and i'd like to talk to you so if you run into me at the show be prepared to be on talking mopars because uh i think it's going to be a really fun event and since covid is kind of you know the bands are lifting on covid i think it's going to be huge and then the weekend after that i'm actually going to kentucky for holly's second annual mo party that's going to be really fun i'll be heading out there with johnny and no excuse me johnny is coming to me coming with me to um muscle cars at the strip and blake and matt big block are going to be at Holly's Mopar Mo party with me. So sorry, folks, I'm really tired. It's been a long weekend. And my voice is shot because all week long, I was training somebody at work and he's a car guy. So we were talking cars all week. It was a lot of fun, but my voice is shot. I'm tired. I'm sunburned again, <laughs> but um, had a really good time at that show. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Not enough Mopars. There were some, but it always disappoints me to see a show field dominated by, you know, Chevys and Fords and stuff like that. But it was fun nonetheless. Um, and the Mopars that were there were pretty cool. Uh, no trophy for Mr. Norm, but that's okay. Um, it's always a good time talking to people and, you know, talking Mopars with people I've never met. And some people that know me from social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, things like that. It's always fun. And I love talking about the truck. And one thing that I love to talk about when people ask me about it is I'm not the type to claim that I built the truck. Okay. My friend Murray is the original, you know, visionary of the Mr. Norm tribute truck. And I will never claim that I built it, but 
I'm glad that he gave me a great foundation to build upon. I definitely want to tweak the suspension and definitely get under the hood and do something cool under the hood. I just haven't nailed down exactly what I want to do yet. I'm thinking Gen 3 Hemi, but part of me wants to save up for a, a second gen. Now, I know that's crazy because they're so expensive, but um, I just think, you know, period correct. I, I keep going back to that. And I'm like, God, period correct would be a second gen Hemi. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and a pistol grip four speed would be would be really cool. You know, the tall ones that you find in like the bench seat B bodies um, in 1970. I think that would be really cool. But I don't know yet. It's a lot of money, a lot of stuff to think about. But I'm just having fun driving it around, cruising it and talking to people about it. It's a lot of fun. <clears throat> Sorry, guys, my voice is shot. Let's go ahead and because I don't know how long my voice is going to last here. Let's get into high performance parts. Now, my dad, like I said earlier, my dad and I are big fans and kind of hoarders or collectors of front wheel drive turbo Mopars from the 80s. And one of the cars that we have, um, my dad actually picked this one up is an 84 Daytona. It's maroon with a silver bottom. And we've seen the car before. It was uh, the same car that was featured in the high performance parts for this week. And the high performance part for this week is an 84 Dodge Daytona Turbo Z that was featured in the movie. Oh, God, you devil. OK, um, I can actually I pulled up the IMCDB for that, which is the International Movie Car Database. So let me share the screen on that. I don't get to do this very often because most of the time it's strictly audio. So you are only hearing me talk about these cars. So let me share the screen and I will show you the car that we are talking about. <clears throat> okay. So here is the car. 84 Dodge Daytona Turbo Z. Nothing crazy about it. The license plate, it's a California plate. It says hot. Um, it's, it's one of those cool, just random Mopars in a movie. You know, the Dodge Daytona didn't get as much love as it deserved, but I think Mopar kind of missed the mark on it. I think it should have been rear-wheel drive with a small block V8. But it featured the really cool 2.2-liter turbo uh, four-cylinder. And, you know, a lot of those cars get hated on by the Mopar community, especially the muscle car guys. They hate those cars. I love all Mopars with the exception of PT Cruisers. I hate PT Cruisers. <laughs> That's a shot at my dad because he has one. Um, I always make fun of him for it, but, you know, they're all right, I guess, if you have the turbo model or whatever. But um, definitely something that I, I wouldn't drive. But an 80s turbo Mopar, I would. And my dad actually has one of these, the maroon with the silver bottom. It's got uh, the cool steering wheel in 84. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It's kind of like a Grant steering wheel, but a uh, very cool car. Uh, and we're trying to get it running. It's, it's pretty, it's in good shape, but, uh, it definitely needs some love. So we'll be getting, getting to that car. Eventually we still have, I have an 87 red Shelby Z, um, which is a turbo Daytona. Uh, that's a project that's been waiting in the wings for a long time. Um, another car that I'd like to have as a daily driver, <laughs> much like the 85 Dodge Shelby charger that I was talking about and that I had the video on. Um, just the hoarder, you know, I'm a hoarder. What do you know? <laughs> but uh, my dad and I love those cars. And, you know, they're very few and far between these days. And they have a huge following. A lot of people love those cars. So I'm not the only crazy one. Um, and a lot of people, it seems like a lot of people in the muscle car community had 
a front-wheel drive turbo Mopar at some point. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's a love or hate type relationship. You know, some people love them, some people hate them. You know, the people that have had them in the past, they either loved it or they said it was a giant pile of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but that was high-performance parts. The 1984 Dodge Daytona Turbo Z featured in Oh God, You Devil. I probably should know the year that the movie came out, which uh, looks like 1984. So... That was uh, this week's high-performance part. And we can go ahead and move it on to listener stories. Let's go through the chat really quick. Paul says, agreed, sexy bodies. Yeah, man, 68. 68 and on, they were just nailing it. Um, (laughs) uh, Paul says, it is because we are too broke to put paint on it. That's true, Paul. I am definitely one of those guys. If I had all the money in the world, though, I would still have a ratty Mopar. I would have to. I'd probably have several. (laughs) Spencer says, I believe another reason they are so popular is because they don't have to worry about their paint being damaged. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, My daughter, for instance, today at the car show, she goes and finds this piece of wood, right? My back was turned and my wife was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I look and my daughter's like, it's almost like she's using it as a crayon on the Mr. Norm truck. And I'm like, oh, shit, don't do that. (laughs) Um, I thought that was pretty funny. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, am I going to cry about it? No, if it was a crazy paint job on it that was like, you know, show quality, I'd probably, you know, lose my shit. (laughs) But uh, no, it's fun. I I like to let my daughter just sit in the truck and play with the steering wheel, walk all over the seat. I don't care. I want her to have memories of going to car shows and playing in dad's truck. I think that's really cool. Paul agrees with Spencer. Uh, Paul says, I always love a good Mopar and primer driving down the road. Gosh, I can't talk today. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Paul, I agree. Uh, Any Mopar is a cool Mopar, but there's just something, there's just something about, uh, and you know, people have criticized me for calling Mopar shit boxes. I have shit boxes. Okay. One of them is brown and it's a van and a lot of people don't like it, (laughs) but uh, you know, I love shit boxes. So when I say something's a shit box, Hey, you know, don't criticize me, okay? I say it with love. Paul says, hell yeah. Braden from 66 Salvage Restorations says, good to see you, brother. Been far too long. Yes, it has. Um, Braden's been busy racing and building street stocks and carbs and trying to finish the beast, which is a crazy mud truck. Um, <laughs> uh, I am good, Braden. Thanks for asking. Um, I see what you've been doing. Uh, Braden has a really cool... Uh, truck a dakota mud mud bogger truck that he's building it's really cool um i've never been a mud bog type of guy but i've never had a cool enough truck to do it <laughs> my trucks have mostly been mall crawlers um that's like a, a term used for jeeps that never see off-road that are all built up on my trucks they look kind of rugged but they've never seen off-road so i can't really say that uh they're off-road vehicles but i when I was driving over the road semi trucks, I was in Arkansas. And one, one time I was driving down the freeway and from a distance, I saw all these giant mud bogging trucks with giant tractor tires. And I couldn't believe that they were even legal to drive on the road. And they probably weren't, let's be honest. But um, very cool to see that kind of stuff. Um, I know that it's really huge in the South, these mud bog events where people just get crazy, drink beer and, you know, the, drive these giant trucks through mud bogs and do racing and all sorts of crazy stuff. It's definitely a crazy sport, something I would never get into personally, but I do respect some of those trucks that are built. They are crazy. And I love seeing tin grills out there. I love seeing any Dodge truck out there. It's always cool to see. So Braden, um, I've seen the work you've done on the beast and it's uh, doing really good. 
Justin, what's up, buddy? I'm just out here doing the podcast, trying not to lose my voice. And it's been a while since I've done a live. I should be doing more because uh, when I'm doing the podcast by myself in my studio here, uh, I have the ability to edit and I can't edit on the fly. So these podcasts are always funny because I always mess up and stuff. And at least when I'm by myself and I'm, I'm pre-recording a show, if I mess up and sound like an idiot, I can always edit that out. So this is one of those situations where you guys got me tired with a bad voice. Still going to have fun to talk Mopars. So that's what we're doing here. Paul says, I have lots of memories of my dad's A12 Super B that Leo DePrato has now. Sitting on his lap while driving and playing with the steering wheel, helping him with parts when I was a kid. So yeah, make those memories with your daughter priceless. Absolutely, man. That's exactly what I'm going for. Um, I just hope that she has those memories of, you know, I remember going to car shows with my dad and playing in his truck or playing in his truck in the garage. I think that's going to be really cool. And hopefully she wants the truck and it can be hers someday. Um, my wife and I had a really dark conversation earlier. Like if anything ever happened to me, what would happen to my Mopar stuff? And uh, it was kind of crazy because I, I was thinking about it and I was like, there's a few people that I would trust. You know, if my wife needed to sell the stuff, I told her, you know, let's uh let's find somebody worthy enough to take my Mopar stuff you know what I mean um but uh if it came to a situation I I personally would hope that she wouldn't need the money if I died because she's got a couple life insurance policies on me that are really big but um I would like to see my truck given to one of my Mopar friends so get in line guys you better start treating me better <laughs> just kidding but um yeah, I was definitely, you know, I, I never really thought about it, but what happens to all my Mopar stuff, you know, if I if I leave prematurely, if I leave this earth prematurely, and I was like, gosh, I don't know who I would want to take my truck. And then I started running through some names in my head, and I was like, so I have a couple people that I would trust to take the Mr. Norm truck to the next level. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully I live until I'm 100 years old and I have a collection of Mopars and I'm that crotchety old man that will never sell. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping, but we'll see. Anyways, let's get, uh, let's get moving on here. Before my voice is completely shot, I do want to read a listener story. So let me bring that up here. I probably won't share my screen on this one. So you guys will just have to bear with me. Um, this, hold on, let me take a couple drinks of water here. <clears throat> These lives are always fun for me. Um, it allows me to, you know, get some good practice in because I am not the best reader. And reading these listener stories has always been kind of a challenge for me on the show. You should see how many takes. <laughs> I, I always have to stop, rewind, and re-record these segments because I always butcher them. So it's always fun for me to try to read them decent <laughs> live. So here we go. This, this listener story comes from Larry Denny. And Larry says, hi, Chris, I just stumbled on your podcast, and I'm very excited to relay my the ones that got away story. I'm 60 years old, which means I grew up and came of driving age in the later half of the 70s. An awesome time to be in when it comes to purchasing secondhand muscle cars. My high school, my high school parking lot oftentimes looked like a modern day car show of sorts. The ones that got away. Well, to date, they have all gotten away, but hopefully in the ever nearing retirement, I can get one last one. My first car I ever bought was my first car I ever bought with my own funds was a 1970 Duster 340, 43,000 miles off the original owner, sassy grass green, auto, console, wood grain accents, tack, rim blow, 
black guts, just an awesome car. At one point had a transplanted 60 over 340 with a single four tunnel ram and a Mopar mailbox hood scoop. Sold it to a pal with a slant six. He promptly, he promptly backed it into a tree and scrapped it. This was the 70s. Next, I owned a 1967 GTX non-original 440 auto, but very clean with new quarters and painted gunmetal gray instead of the factory dark green. We, we ran most of these cars at the infamous Dragway 42 in Ohio, which was a mere 20 minutes from our home. We spent many weekends at the track and loved every minute of it. Sold that car minus drivetrain for $500 so I could buy a Marshall cabinet. I, so I could buy a Marshall cabinet. I played lead guitar in a band. More on that later. Others I have owned. A 72 Fury four-door white 362 barrel looked like muck. Looked so sorry. Looked so much like a state trooper that it actually slowed traffic in opposite lanes of major highways when I drove it on them. A Valeri Roadrunner 318 three-speed maroon that I liberated to an A833 four-speed from a buddy and put that, that and put it in that ride. A 1980 Horizon TC3 four-banger with the four-speed that our band used as a truck. You would be surprised how much gear you could get in one of those. Bought that one new, Hunter Green. I also had a Dodge Conquest four-banger turbo that talked to me. Cool. A 1978 Little Red Express that got the tunnel ram off the duster I had laying around. Let's see. An 87 Ram Charger was there, was in there. Maroon, four-wheel drive, 318 Auto. A 95 Ram 1500, two-wheel drive, extended cap, 360 auto, sure grip, light tan. My last muscle car, a 1966 Charger that we built a real nice 444 with help from Herb McCandless. Very cool. <laughs> um, 13-second streetcar, auto, nice southern car, white, blue guts. Last Mopar was a 1996 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited. Straight six, greenish metallic, bought new. Ran that one in the dirt over 200,000 miles when we let it go. Currently, we have no Mopars, sadly. However, as I'm nearing retirement, we are looking to pick up an e-body, a type we have not ever owned. Wish us good luck on that one as they tend to be pricey. That was Larry's Mopar story. Lots of cool cars that got away, man. Um, that's really cool that you had a motor um, that you had uh, um, help with building from Herb McCandless. I mean, <laughs> legend in Mopar drag racing. Uh 13 second streetcar. That's not, that's nothing to shake a stick at. You know what I mean? That's cool. Um, obviously a little red express. That's really cool. So but you had a, a Chrysler conquest, you know, with the turbocharged uh, four cylinder in it. That's cool. I like those cars. I know they're hated on because it was like during the DSM, the diamond star motors um, era of Mopars where Chrysler and Mitsubishi joined forces and built some, some cars i know a lot of people hate them i actually i do like the chrysler conquests and mitsubishi starians i know that's probably an unpopular opinion but um i don't know i always thought they had cool lines and i know that uh jackie chan i believe and the big guy from happy gilmore um in the first cannonball run were in a mitsubishi starian but uh the later models um in the later eighties had like the factory wide body fenders and they, they looked really cool and futuristic for the eighties. You know what I mean? They definitely, if you see one on the road now, you definitely can look at it and go, wow, that is an eighties car. But they had like 2.6 liter Mitsubishi um, engines that were complete piles of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, cool cars. Um, Larry, thanks for sending in your story. I really appreciate it. I'm glad you liked the show. And it's sad when we let the Mopars get away. You know, every once in a while, like my Dart, 
gosh, I, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast. Recently, my dart came back for sale, which it was kind of like a punch in the guts because I sold it to Tracy thinking that he was going to build it for his grandson. And then I see it for sale. And I was really looking forward to having Tracy have it because I know he has the, you know, the financial ability to bring it to where it needed to be, to be really, really cool. And I saw it for sale for a couple grand more than I sold it to him for with the Craigers on it, you know, and I still, the one thing I regret um, in the entire liquidation of my Mopar stuff, my, my truck, my 76 air ride, um, air, air bagged um, D 100, the blue one. Um, it found a good home. It's probably going to be flipped, but that it is what it is. Um, but the dart, there's something, when I saw the dart for sale, I was, I was really bummed out cause I was, I really had high hopes for it. And, uh, if I was in a position financially, I would have bought it back and, uh, <clears throat> it would not be one of the ones that got away from me, but you know, it is what it is. I let it go for a reason. So it's off to a new owner. I don't know if it's still for sale or not. He might've sold it. Who knows, but it is what it is. Paul says, amen. Dang right, Paul. <laughs> Big Red, what's up, buddy? Big Red says, love the StarQuest someday. Yeah, man. Um, I know they're hemi-swapping them now, which is really cool. You know, get rid of that piece of crap 2.6. Paul says, I want your dart. Man, I wish, I wish you could get it, Paul. Um I know what they paid for it. <laughs> so uh, let me know if you're uh, very interested and we'll, we'll figure out a good price for it. I actually let it go for what I thought was more than fair. I actually thought it was less than it was really worth, but I still made a little bit of money on it. Um, unintentionally, I was just trying to break even on anything. But when he started to have me take things off that I had already included in the price, um, I really didn't adjust the price <laughs> too much because I wanted it all gone. So I said, hey, you know, this is how much I would sell it for without this stuff hoping that he would go, okay, just give me that stuff and try to sell it himself, but he didn't want it. So I wish uh, he had taken the hood, <laughs> my fiberglass six pack hood, which I ended up selling for 400 bucks. <laughs> I wish he would have taken that instead of my Craigers, but <clears throat> it is what it is. Um, once again, I am going to be attending some events this year, um, two in September. One is Muscle Cars at the Strip, uh, the weekend of September 11th. So the 10th and the 11th of September, I'll be in Las Vegas at Las Vegas Motor Speedway doing uh, live podcasts and live video streams. That's going to be a lot of fun. So be there, be square. Um, flight to Vegas was really cheap for me. It was like, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks. That's round trip. And then uh, they have some pretty cheap uh, hotels around there um, if you're going cheap like me. So, you know, if you're hesitant to go because you're worried about how much it would cost, it's pretty cheap right now. I don't know how much it is from other parts of the country, but from Washington State, it costs a couple hundred bucks to get to Vegas. So I'll be going to that event. And then the weekend after, I'm heading out to someplace I've never been, which is Kentucky. I'm heading to Bowling Green for holly's mo party i think that's going to be really fun i will be live streaming from that event too and as far as muscle cars at the strip i've got a lot of friends that are going to be there um some people that i've talked to online that i've never met in person and that's always fun for me johnny mopar is supposed to be coming out with me um we're going to meet out there i think he's driving i'm flying in uh mike coffee's going to be there i don't know if i'm supposed to tell people that <laughs> um but that's the plan and a bunch of other cool cars are going to be there for sure lots of barn find stuff so it's going to be a lot of fun. And who doesn't love a car show at a racetrack that has racing going on too? 
So it'll be fun to see the Chevys and Fords go up against Mopars. Um, it's going to be a blast. And the same thing with Holly's Moparty. They're going to have uh, a track there too. And I forget the name of the event um, or of the uh, venue down there in Kentucky, but um, it looks like a pretty cool place, another raceway. So they're going to have, you know, the car show field, swap meet, and uh, racing going on too, autocross, and I believe drag racing as well. Don't quote me on that, but um, that's going to be a fun event. That's the weekend after, so I'm pretty busy in September. Um, the rest of the summer is pretty booked for car shows. I'm going to try to bring the Mr. Norm truck to the Good Guys event in Puyallup, Washington, this upcoming weekend, because six years ago, that's where I saw the Mr. Norm tribute truck for the first time. And when I fell in love with it, met the old owner, Murray, and we became friends. And I never thought I would own that truck. That was six years ago. So I thought it would be fun now that I'm the new owner to take the truck back to the show that we were introduced at. So I'm going to try to make it to that. It's like a three day long event. So I don't know if I'm going to make all three days, but I would love to just have the truck in the show for at least part of part of the weekend. I'm not quite sure how that's going to work out, but, and then, uh, so random car shows locally and up here in Washington for the rest of the summer, along with muscle cars at the strip in Vegas and Holly's Mo party in Kentucky. And then I'm excited for the first time ever, I'll be going to SEMA. I've never been to SEMA. I've heard great things. I heard it's a really fun event to go to. And because I'm part of the media, I'll be able to get in there. So I'll be I'll be live streaming and podcasting from that event too. Hopefully we can get some fun people on to join us. I know that uh, some of the Motley crew of Mopars is going to be there um, along with uh, at the other two events I'm going to. You know, like I said, Johnny Mopar is going to be joining me in Vegas and Blake from DIY Hemi and Big Block, Matt Monroe from Big Block's Garage um, is going to be with me um, or are going to be with me in Kentucky. So that's going to be a fun event. Hopefully those guys get their cars in order because there was a challenge. It's going to be Big Block's Duster versus Blake's Cuda. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but uh, as far as what I've been doing lately, um, the boogie van is running. It does need to be timed. Every time <laughs> I posted a video of it today, because I just I needed to fire it up. Um, I just put the headman headers on it, and I wanted to make sure they weren't leaking. Um, they got really good gaskets. I got Remflex gaskets for it, and I knew that the paint that uh, headman put on these headers was going to burn off because it's just. Uh, paint to help prevent corrosion um while it's sitting on a shelf or while it's shipped so they even says uh, they even said in the instructions or whatever or in the little paperwork they give you that uh the paint's gonna burn off which was no big deal for me but i didn't think it was gonna smoke that bad because obviously it's a van so i had the doghouse off of it because i need to use a little starting fluid to start it because it does need to be um the timing needs to be adjusted you know i know i know that but uh got it fired up it's loud as hell um, but it was also smoking really bad. Um, just the paint burning off the headers was smoking out the garage. It went inside. My wife was pissed, which is completely understandable. And I put a towel on the door and had a fan going and the smoke still made it inside the house. So it is what it is. But uh, the van is running. It needs to be timed. Um, but it has all the tune-up parts on it, and uh, it's pretty much ready to go. I want to get it on the ground. The only issues I'm having are with fuel delivery. Um, it's got a new fuel pump, new fuel filter. Um, I want to replace the thermo quad. I want to get a different carburetor, so I'm open to 
anything except for EFI at this point because I can't afford it. So I'm looking at Hollies. I'm looking at Edelbrocks. I haven't really decided yet. I like the AVS2 on the Mr. Norm truck. It's it's done okay. So I'm thinking about, I'm leaning that direction, but um, I don't know yet. I haven't, I don't have anything set in stone, but I need to work on the fuel delivery because I'm running it off a gas can right now. I think I mentioned that before in the podcast. So I need to square away the fuel tank, make sure it's good to go. And there's a couple leaking hoses um, on the, fi- the filler neck where it comes down where it goes from metal to rubber uh, and goes into the tank. That hose is leaking, so I need to replace that. But um, the van's running. Uh, I just need to spit shine it a little bit, get it looking good, and then uh, start cracking away at the interior. So I actually want to do all that stuff outside of my garage. Um, So get the van outside and then hit all the scaled rust inside the van with a sander and then prime it and then rhino line it is basically what I'm going to do. Or the... the uh the truck bed coating it's not going to be rhino lined it's going to be the cheap stuff that you can get at any auto parts store but uh i'm just excited to get the van going um and like i said this summer is going to be full of car shows that i'll be taking the mr norm truck to so if you're in washington and you see me at any of those events please come say hi i love talking to you guys and if you see me in vegas for muscle cars at the strip or in kentucky for holly's mo party be sure to come say hi and uh <clears throat> There goes my voice, folks. It's gone. (laughs) And it's gone. So we are going to be ending this very soon here. And in the next few minutes, we're 45 minutes in. So I think that's good. Um, And I'm I'm so tired right now. But I had to get a podcast out to you guys. So please don't be mad at me. All my supporters, you guys are going to get those bonus podcasts. And once I get ahead of the game, I'm going to stay ahead of the game. So um, I've got a lot of plans for those. So we're just going to keep cracking away at it, man. This running this podcast and doing all the other stuff that I do, um, including working full time and being a dad, you know, it's 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 a challenge, but uh, I'm up for the challenge. And, you know, uh, you got to start somewhere. And, you know, I've talked to a couple of people that are like, oh, do you think you bit off more than you could chew? I don't necessarily think that. I just think that I've never done anything like this before. And I'm a one man show. You know what I mean? I don't have anybody organizing anything for me or like I was just going to find this listener story. I had to go through like 4,000 emails. (laughs) I don't know why I started getting so much junk email, but I'm getting emails from all sorts of different companies and things like that. So I'll be, uh, I'll be filtering through all that stuff to make sure I got all the listener stories that I have, um, that have come through. And then I just went through my voicemails you know, expecting something from Tad, <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, no, no new Tad messages, but um, lots of like spam phone calls. I keep getting a call from some guy who calls the Mopar line and it's my voicemail. So it says who it is. And he keeps leaving me these messages like, hey, I have the delivery. I don't know where to leave it. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> so I need to send him a message and go, hey, wrong number, dude. Um, but uh Anyways, folks, that's pretty much it for tonight. Um, (laughs) Paul says, I will send you with a list. Awesome, Paul. (laughs) Braden says, Proform Parts 670 or 650. Street Strip Holly are 365 to 385. Not a bad price. That's not a bad price. I do have a couple hookups on parts. I I need to talk to those guys, see if uh, I can still get stuff for cost. But... um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Some people are like, oh, yeah, keep the thermo quad. I'm like, why? <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm not married to the thermo quad. Um, it'll, it'll be a cool uh, paperweight 
in my office or if somebody wants it that bad maybe i'll give it away on uh giveaway for the supporters or something um but uh yeah that's it folks so like i said um muscle cars at the strip in vegas uh september 10th and 11th that's the next big event outside of my state that i'm going to so if you're going to be in vegas or if you have a couple hundred bucks jump on a plane come out for the weekend have a good time you know let's talk some mopars all right um that's it for today folks uh we'll get back to normal next week hopefully i'm not training any new drivers this week at work so my voice can come back because uh sometimes you know i get trainees that you know, are, are good people, but we don't have too much in common. So it's just, you know, run, run through the book, get them through training and send them on their way. But every once in a while, I'll get a cool person um, that likes cars or, you know, something like that. We have a lot to talk about. So for 50 or 60 hours that week, we're just BSing about cars and stuff. And uh, shout out to Kyle. He's actually, <laughs> he's a cool guy, but he has a Mustang. <laughs> he's got a Ford Cobra. Um, it's got a Kenny Bell supercharger on it. Uh, it's roll cage it's a badass mustang um for mustangs <laughs> um but uh yeah he likes my truck and he's he's a car guy in general he just happens to like mustangs so he's got this badass cobra but uh i like when i can talk to another car enthusiast and we both know enough about a lot of stuff where it's not like oh it's a ford guy and a mopar guy in the cab of a garbage truck for a whole week just button heads it wasn't like that at all we're both car guys it was a lot of fun um he actually spotted a car that i've never seen because these people just moved in it's a 68 el camino and uh the grill emblem said ss396 and i was like whoa and he spotted it so i'm like okay so we stopped and we talked to the uh the owner and it sounds like they're going to want uh, a decent amount of money for it. Turns out it was originally a 307 car. Um, I'm not a Chevy guy. Like, I would have bought it just to drive for a little bit to flip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because anytime you drive a, a car around that's old, people love it. And they always ask if it's for sale. I actually had a guy today <laughs> come up to the Mr. Norm truck and ask me what I would sell it for. And uh, I couldn't tell him. I was like, look, I could give you a number of what I would probably sell it for, but it would be so ridiculous and ludicrous that you'd probably just laugh at me. So there's really no point. Nobody could offer me what I what it would take to sell it um, realistically. You know, uh, I thought, well, what would I do if somebody came up to me and said $25,000? <laughs> and I thought to myself, I was chasing that truck for six years. I don't think I'd let it go for $25,000, no matter how stupid that may be. You know, because I, I didn't buy it for 20. Um, I bought it for considerably less, but I definitely paid more, more than what a 1972 to 1980 10 year old Dodge truck should be purchased for, unless it's like a, a fully restored um, LRE, Little Red Express, or like a Warlock, or gosh, a Midnight Express would be amazing, um, which is basically like the black version of the Little Red Express. Not a lot of people, surprisingly, not a lot of people know about those trucks, but, um, yeah, I got to talk to a lot of guys uh, about the Mr. Mr. Norm truck today. A lot of people are just fascinated with the truck. I keep getting the same question. Is it real? Is it a real Mr. Norm truck? And I have to break the sad news that no, it's just a tribute. But they never, they never talk crap about that. They always say well, it's super cool no matter what. <laughs> you know what I mean? I agree with them. But um, it's definitely a, it's great that the Mr. Norm truck is a conversation piece because I don't know if you can see um, behind me over here. I have uh, 
the Grand Spalding Dodge sign. I put that under the hood. So in between the hood and the grill is the Grand Spalding Dodge sign. And then I just started putting the uh, Mr. Norm. Where are we at here? There we go. Over there. <laughs> I put that uh, little Mr. Norm um, timeline in there as well so that when people are walking by, they can see the timeline of Mr. Norm's life. And as a matter of fact, a dead giveaway when people ask me if it's actually a real Mr. Norm truck. The dead giveaway is that the truck is a 1977, or sorry, a 1978. And in 1977, uh, on this timeline, in 1977, Mr. Norm sells his ownership in Grand Spaulding Dodge. So my truck being a 78, it, there's no way it could be a real Mr. Norm's truck because by then he had sold his basically um, ownership in Grand Spaulding Dodge. So any anybody that has a keen eye for details will know that it's a, a tribute truck but it was really cool seeing people walk by i know that there was a couple c10 owners that uh, had c10s um projects that they were building and they were looking at the mr norm truck and basically comparing their trucks to it and saying oh i'm gonna do this too i'm gonna do that too so that was really cool um the fact that the mr norm truck is inspiring um c10 guys is pretty cool uh, but yeah, um, I love, I love taking that thing to car shows and anytime I drive it, man, I guess I'm just not used to driving something cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause people, I can't drive it and not have somebody or multiple people react to the truck so that it just, you know, now I get it, you know, when you're driving around a cool car and people just love it and they, uh, you know, they admire it and they tell you how cool it is. It's, it's really fun. It makes driving it even funner. You know what I mean? But um, I actually, I used it as a daily driver this past week. I drove it to work every day and it did really well, but uh, I definitely want to uh, put something, something better under the hood. The 360 is fine and I could probably wake it up with some heads and stuff, but, but I want something cool, man. That's one thing I've noticed is people always think it has a big block in it or because it says new and used Hemi parts on the fender or on the fenders, people think it's got a Hemi in it. <laughs> and I have to break the sad news that no, it doesn't, but I want to put a Hemi in it. So anyways, folks, that's it. That's all. That's all I can do tonight, man. My voice is shot. So follow me at Talking Mopars Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you're new to the show, um, we're approaching 100 episodes. So go back, listen to the old ones. Um, I had a guy recently reach out to me an email and he's like, he doesn't like the show anymore because he's all caught up. You know, that was kind of, that was a um, very flattering thing for him to say. Cause at first I was like, oh, he doesn't like the show. Uh oh. You know, and then he says that. And I'm like, man, I wish I could do this full time and just put out a show every day. But um, I'm sure my voice would not be able to handle that. But it would be fun to try. So we'll see what happens in the future. But for now, this is what it is. I love going to live events and um, doing the show from there. Uh, even if it's just a live stream and not an actual podcast, but we'll get into it. So thanks guys for uh, watching tonight. I know you uh, are probably tired as am I. It is Sunday night. So have a good day at work tomorrow and this week. Let's enjoy the summer. Let's get back out there to the car shows and the races and just have a good time. Okay.
For everything you need to know about the podcast, please visit TalkingMopars.com. And if you have a Mopar story that you would like to send in to me or questions, comments, concerns, complaints, or anything else on your Mopar addicted mind, you can reach me by email, Chris at TalkingMopars.com, or you can send me a voicemail to my voicemail box at 209-28-MOPAR to hear yourself on the show. I will play your message on the show, or I will read your messages on the show. Um, but yeah, that's it, folks. Thanks for joining me right here on Talking Mopars. We'll see you next time. I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopars. No Mopar left behind. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.